Alright, sorry about that, guys. Maybe third time I can get it right. Okay, uh, anyway, like I said, thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, Catholic Reflections, what the Mass readings mean for today. Uh, today's a special readings today because we talk about... Uh, Christ uh, talks about the bread of life and what that means for us and, and, and what he means for us. So let's go ahead and get into our readings. But let's first begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I ask that this time be fruitful. May it be fruitful in a way that has meaning for our lives and where you want them to go and what direction that you want them to be. Um, may these readings empower us to make decisions that are wise that makes sense that that makes sense to what you ask of us we ask this through christ our lord amen as we pray hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus amen <clears throat> holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death <clears throat> amen name father son amen all right so let's go ahead and jump in here sorry about that i messed that up a little bit it's been a crazy evening Go ahead and begin with our Mass readings today. We are in the 19th Sunday in ordinary time. And now our first reading is 1 Kings 19, verses 4 through 8. Elijah went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death, saying, This is enough, O Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree. But then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. Elijah looked, and there at his head was an hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and ordered, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. He got up, ate, and drank. Then, strengthened by that food, he walked forty days and forty nights to the mountain of God, Arab. Here's your responsorial psalm today. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy, and your faces may not blush with shame. When the afflicted man calls out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress he saved him. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blesses the man who takes refuge in him. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Here's your second reading. Brothers and sisters, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness, furry, anger, shouting, and reviling must be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind to one another compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. 
So be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love, as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma. Alleluia, alleluia, I am the living bread that came down from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Glory to you, O Lord. All right, go ahead and do our daily reading today. Our daily reading comes from the book of Matthew. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have sat down in the chair of Moses. Therefore all things whatsoever that they say to you observe and do, yet truly do not choose to act according to their works, for they say, but they do not do. For they bind up heavy and bearable burdens, and they impose them on men's shoulders, but they are not willing to move them with even a finger of their own. Truly they do all the work so that they may be seen by men, for they enlarge their factories and glorify their hems. And they love the first place of feasts, the first chairs in the synagogues, and greetings in the marketplace, and to be called master by man. But you must not be called master, for one is your master, and you are all brothers. And do not choose to call anyone your father, for one is your father who is in heaven. Neither should you be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Whoever is greater among you shall be your minister. But whoever has exalted himself shall be humbled, and whoever has humbled himself shall be exalted. So then, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you close the kingdom of heaven before men. For you yourselves do not enter, and those who are entering you would not permit to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you consume the houses of widows, praying long prayers. Because of this, you shall receive the greater judgment. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you travel around by sea and by land in order to make one convert. And when he has been converted, you make him twice the son of hell, that you are yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, Whoever will have sworn by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever will have sworn by the gold of the temple is obligated. You are foolish and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sacrifies the gold? And you say, Whoever will have sworn by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever will have sworn by the gift that is on the altar is obligated. How blind you are, for which is greater, the gift of the altar or the, the or that gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift?
Therefore, whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by all that is on it. And whoever will have sworn by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you collect tithes on mint and dill and cumin, but you abandon the weightier things of the law, judgment and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done while not admitting the others. You blind guides straining out a goat, a gnat, while swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you clean what is outside of the cup and the dish, but on the inside you are full of avarice and impurity. You blind Pharisee! First clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then what is outside becomes clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed scepters, which outwardly appear brilliant to men, yet truly inside they are filled with the bones of the dead and with all filth. So also you certainly appear to men outwardly to be just, but inwardly you are filled with hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, who build the scepters of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the just. And then you say, If we had been there in the day of our fathers, we would not have joined with them in the blood of the prophets. And so you are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons of those who killed the prophets. Complete, then, the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape from the judgment of hell? For this reason, behold, I send to you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of these you will put to death and crucify, and some you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, so that upon you may fall all the blood of the just, which has been shed upon the earth, from the blood of Abel the just, even to the son of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, who you killed between the temple and the altar. Amen. I say to you, all these things shall fall upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you kill the prophets and stone those who have been sent to you. How often I have wanted to gather your children together in the way that a hen gathers her young under her wings, but you were not willing. Behold, your house shall be abandoned to you, having been deserted. For I say to you, you shall not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Some stern words today in our readings, I would think. We, we definitely have some interesting things to talk about this evening, and I hope everybody will get comfortable. Let's go ahead and start with uh, our first reading today. Our first reading comes from 1 Kings, and it's about Elijah, and he's struggling. So he's, he's on a journey. God sent him on a journey, and he comes to a broom tree, and he sits beneath it, and he prays for death. He's tired. He can't do this anymore. He says, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He, he's, he's worn out. So what happens? What does the angel of the Lord do? Gives him bread and water. A hearth cake and a jug of water. And he eats a little bit and lays down. And the angel of the Lord says, no, you need to get up and eat. We always, so the, the angel of the Lord says, you need to get up and eat. So he does, and he's refreshed, and he's able to continue the journey. What is interesting is Elijah is like a lot of us, I think. Elijah is like a lot of us because we are on a journey ourselves. We're on a journey ourselves, and it's not an easy one. It's probably very difficult, actually. 
And it's where we're saying, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. It's too much. We, we can't do it. But then we come to Mass and we have the Eucharist. That's what, what that's a foyer. The, the, the hearth cake and the jug of water is a forefront of the Eucharist because we're on this journey together of this life and it's hard. And we're, we're, we're filled with a lot of temptations. A lot of different things might be happening. And we just can't do it. We say to ourselves, we can't do it. And yet we come to the Eucharist. And that is our strength and our nourishment. It's food for the journey. Because we're all on a journey and it's tough. And we feel like we're at our wit's end. But like unlike Elijah, we just want to give up. But then... God gives us this wonderful gift of the Eucharist that we receive every time we go to Mass. And it's a beautiful thing. Think about it. You're going through something really tough. You're going through something really hard. And yet you get this wonderful gift of bread and wine. And it's such a simple thing. Bread and wine, such a simple thing, yet such a powerful statement. Because what does that bread and wine say to us? It is saying that we can have the strength to continue the journey. That we can have the strength to continue the journey no matter what may befall us. Will have the strength to overcome it. Isn't that a beautiful thing when you think about it? This idea that no matter what we may be dealing with, we can face it. No matter what we might be dealing with in our daily lives, when we come to Mass and we receive the Eucharist, we are reminded that no matter what, we can face it because we're strengthened. And that leads in perfectly to the responsorial psalm here today. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. That Eucharist is the goodness of the Lord, all contained in a tiny white host and a thing of wine, a chalice of wine. You can see the goodness of Christ in the Eucharistic species of bread and wine. It's a beautiful thing if you, when you think about it because this bread and wine isn't just bread and wine. The Catholic perspective of the Eucharist is that the, uh, the species of bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ. We've always believed that for over 2,000 years. We've always believed that. And while the outward appearance of the species of bread and wine doesn't change. We believe that Christ is truly present in the Eucharistic species of bread and wine. I'll say it again. We believe that Christ is truly present in the species of bread and wine. But we just don't see him. But if you go to the Last Supper, 
when he says, take this, bre- take this bread and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. And then this is my blood, the cup of the new and everlasting covenant. It will be shed for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. He commands us to celebrate his death every Mass. That's what the Eucharist does. And we say those words of consecration just as he did. He took bread, gave you thanks, said the blessing broke it, gave it to his disciples saying, Take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. And then when supper was ended, he took the chalice again, giving you thanks and praise. Blesses the cup and says, Take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the cup of my blood, the cup of the new covenant, which will be shed for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. What a gift. What a gift that is. So the the responsorial psalm today is very fitting because we see that we taste, that see the goodness because we, of course, we use our senses. We use our touch, our taste, our smell, all the things. We taste and see the goodness of the Lord. We taste it in that we put it in our mouths. We are putting Christ in our bodies. And then we see his goodness because he gave us the Eucharist as an everlasting sign of his love for us. He didn't want to leave us orphaned, and that's exactly why he gave us the Eucharist. Now, let's go on to your second reading from Ephesians. This is a really simple reading. Because all it really talks about is how do we conform ourselves now that we're disciples of Christ. Saint Peter, I think it's uh, Saint Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, tells us how we are to conduct ourselves now that we are of God. The old things need to pass away. The old things need to pass away, and so the old things pass away, and we are to conduct ourselves in a different way. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, reviling must be removed along with malice. Be kind to one another, compassionate. Be imitators of God as beloved children. For Christ loved and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God as a fragrant aroma. So he's saying that we need to conduct ourselves in a different manner now that we've received the Holy Spirit, now that we've received the gift of God. And we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit by anger and fury and malice and shouting and all of these things. We're not to do any of that anymore because we're not of that anymore. The old passes away and the new comes in. The new comes in. So what you're going to see now, what you're going to see now is how are you to act in accordance with what God has given you. You have a new life in Christ and he's now saying you need to act like it. He's very stark. He says that this is how we are to conduct ourselves. You don't hear that all the time. He's that straightforward. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by your actions and he says that to us today as well that we do not need to grieve the Holy Spirit because of our actions are not reflecting the love that we have for our neighbor and God okay 
Now, the, the gospel here is very poignant. I, I love the gospel reading today. It's very poignant. And the reason I love it so much is because this is Christ saying about the bread of life and how the Pharisees are very, are rebuking him. So so the Pharisees are saying, you know, they don't, they're saying, oh, you know, he's the son of Joseph the carpenter. How can he say he's the bread of heaven? And Jesus hears him and he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever eats of me will not die. Amen. Whoever believes and has eternal life, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the man in the desert and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. So Christ is poignant here again. We see it so often when he talks about the bread of life. We talk, And we then put this with the Eucharist. We then put this with the Eucharist because he himself is the Eucharistic species, uh, bread and wine. But what I, I want to make point here, that so we're not confused, he's being rebuked at this point because the Pharisees are hardened of heart. They don't they, they see the materialistic things. And, and we talked about this yesterday, I believe. We talked about this idea that we only want to see materialistic things when Christ is telling us deeper. He's saying, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. If you eat of me, you will not die. And the, my, the bread of life is my flesh that I will give for the world. He's talking about his crucifixion and that he will, that he will undergo for us and for our salvation. But again, the Pharisees are seeing a materialistic approach to this and while i'm on the topic of pharisees go to your daily reading in matthew today that's poignant as well you see christ go through this really long list of woes to the pharisees and the scribes because if you're not familiar with pharisees and scribes they were considered the religious leaders of the time of christ okay they were looked at as they knew everything, and they did, you know, they described the law, and they interpreted the law for the, for the people at the time. What Christ is saying here is that the Pharisees, while they might say something, while they may say something, they're not doing it. Okay, let me say that again. While they say something about the law, they themselves don't do it. They are prideful, they are boastful, they want the first place in the synagogues and at feasts and all these other things. So he goes through this list of woes, right? He goes through this list of woes and he gets really pointed about what they do and what they don't do and how they act. And he's really talking to us too, if you think about it. Are we like the Pharisees? Are we like the scribes? Do we teach the law to others, but we ourselves don't follow it because we think it doesn't matter? Do we say something, but we ourselves don't act like it? We ourselves are, are many Pharisees then in our own right. And we're, that's how we're cut off from God. He even says it. He talks about damnation. That they will be, you know, they'll receive the judgment that is awarded them. Are we like the Pharisees? Are we like the Pharisees in that we are so overheaded, we're so prideful, we boast too much, we do all of these things 
that we lose sight of what's important. I would say that's a yes for most of us, isn't it? I'd say that's a yes for for most of us. And it's a sad thing to have to say that, isn't it? It's a sad thing because we what we don't want to admit that we're prideful. We don't want to admit that we like to be first at everything and we want the recognition and we want people to do as we say but not as we do. And you go through Matthew, it's such a long long reading. They do not choose to act according to their works. For they say, but they do not do. For they bind up heavy burdens and heavy and bearable burdens, and they impose them on men's shoulders, but they are not willing to move them with even a finger of their own. Truly they do all their works so they may be seen by men, for they enlarge their factories and glorify their hems, and they love the first place at feasts and the first chairs in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace, and to be called master by men. But you must not be called master, for one is your master, and you are all brothers, and do not choose to be called anyone on earth your father, for one is your father who is in heaven. Neither shall you be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Whoever is greater among you shall be your minister, but whoever has exalted himself shall be humbled, and whoever has humbled himself shall be exalted. Read that last part with me again. Whoever has exalted himself will be humbled, and whoever has humbled himself shall be exalted. That is such a poignant verse, verse 12. Whoever exalted himself will be humbled. He will be brought low. Because Christ didn't come for the exalted people. He'll make them low. He will make them low. No, he came for the people who were humble. Who needed a savior. Who needed a savior. And... He's spe- I know he's speaking primarily to the Pharisees, but let's go back to a voice real quick. They love, they do all their works so that they may be seen by men. Remember last night we were talking about materialistic things and how people sometimes will be on a materialistic basis. They only go materialistic things. That's what the Pharisees are doing here in Matthew. How often are we like that? That will do something just to be noticed, not because it, or, no, or noticed, but not because it's the right thing to do. Because we want the praise and adoration of others. We want the praise and adoration of others. And what is striking, what is striking to me about this verse, is that it's, it's speaking in our own life. Because we all have to admit that we've been there. That we have been like those Pharisees where we just want to be noticed. We don't do it because it's the right thing to do. We do it because we want the praise and adoration. We want people to notice the things that we do. And we're going to walk around so boastful and so prideful and all these things. And we're not going to notice the error in our ways. We are like the Pharisees. How often are we like that in our daily life? 
How often are we like that in our daily life? And how hard is it for us to not be like that in our daily life? Because I know we struggle with it. Because we are used to materialistic things. We push God out of the picture. We push God out of the picture. And when we push him out of the picture, we, we, we put ourselves in his place. We make a, a little g-god, not a big g-god, little g, little g. So here's my challenge for you this week for this, mass, for this reading. Catch yourself being a little g, a little g-god. And ask yourself, what am I doing that would be displeasing to God? Is it how I'm speaking to someone? Is it my actions towards someone? What could I be doing that would hurt me or other people? And how do I go about changing that? Now, if anybody has any questions, you are more than welcome to email me. My email is c.sobe2394 at yahoo.com. Again, that's c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com. Or you can leave it in the uh, Anchor comments of your Anchor app if you're listening through Anchor. If not, please be, feel free to do uh, to drop me an email if you have any questions or comments. I would love to hear from you. And thank you to those of you who have been listening. I really do appreciate it. It's been great for me to check and notice that there are people that are, are definitely listening. And if you like it, go ahead and favorite my uh, my podcast so you'll get you'll get a notification every time I every time I do a new episode. So like I said, thank you guys for for taking the time to listen. I really do appreciate it because I, I love checking and seeing that people are actually listening to it and like i said please don't don't hesitate to drop me an email or leave me a, a comment here if you're listening through the anchor app so let's go ahead and end on our prayer in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen lord i hope this time was uplifting for those who needed it and i hope the word that i spoke helped someone in need may we all not be prideful may we all learn a little humility from the ultimate humble one christ who gave up his life on the cross for us may we never forget the price that he paid and may we always keep our eyes on the cross because that is our guide to get through this crazy ride called life don't let us lose sight of him who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we may have a deeper relationship with you and that we may know you more personally and your church. When I do a glory be, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, and I will see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless you.